Okay, this one's on a completely different note. It's a two in one day, but I can't stop myself. <laughs> anyway, so I was bitten by a, a bug when I was very little. Not an, not an insect, like a passion bug. Like, I fell in love with lifting weights very, very young. And I've done it my whole life. So I do carry a good amount of muscle that was not genetically mine, you know, at the outset. Like, I'm naturally relatively thin, um, but I do come from a big family. Like, you know, we're six foot plus people. 200 pound plus people like almost exclusively <clears throat> so you know there's some that are way bigger some that are a little smaller but basically you know I come from big genes <laughs> so uh, so I was always going to have a little bit of advantage in the things that I'm going to talk about but like I've spent over 30 years training in, in building myself up. The reason I'm mentioning this is because I don't, I really want to find a way to bridge the gap between um, like computational genetics and certain things that are not really well understood uh, in the weight training sector. You know, there was no theory that would have predicted that weight training would be such a significant benefit to any animal, you know? I'm not aware of any animal in, in the animal kingdom that participates in resistance training. <clears throat> you know, like that enhances their general physical preparedness outside of just their natural behaviors, like running if they're, you know, big cats, or swinging if they're primates, but muscle memory is a really confusing genetic expression that I don't think anybody really has a good uh, understanding of, and the next order issue uh, is things like how, how impactful things like osteoporosis and age-related decline are, and how profoundly protective long-term weight training is, uh, like, the fact that it's not an absolute demand, like, insurances, like, people who maintain a really good physical condition should pay so little in insurance That like it's a it's a crime that someone who's in magnificent physical condition even has a comparable insurance premium, you know, and they're at a disadvantage because of sloppy metrics like BMI and stuff like that. Anyway, the like, and I, and I don't mean any of this in a boastful way, but. The, 
the likelihood that I'll have any issues with osteoporosis in my life is zero. So the fact that that is a major factor in a major risk factor, you know, when, when you're assessing someone who's getting older, like if they've, if they've had a fall and a break, like that's bad. Like that's, that's, you know, getting really, really bad. (laughs) So to have like musculature, you know, to have, I mean, like it, it eliminates wasting syndromes and stuff like that. Like just, you know, it improves, it does all these things that medicines couldn't do. You know, and even if they could, why is a medicine a better alternative? You know, the funding that is getting thrown at taking people's behaviors out of the equation is staggering because all that money could be deployed somewhere far more importantly if we just had this, you know, if we just didn't have this permission well, I don't know how to say this, but like there should be a, a much higher expectation of people to do everything that they can personally to live the longest and the healthiest. You know, resistance training is fun and there's a million different ways to do it. And they're thinking of new ways to do it every day. Like there's a billion dollar industry around trying to make it fun. This is another behavior hack. Like it should be part of the work day. Like there should be 90 minutes baked into every single person's working day that is absolutely dedicated to physical activity. It would change the fucking world. That's all I got for this one. A little little short addendum. All right, I love y'all.